0: Welcome to 2021. Today, I want to talk to you about the investigators toolbox. Many of the folks who listen to this program actually have already signed up and have joined this online community for investigators and the investigative community. It's a place to go for networking. It's a place to go for continuing education, uh, watching webinars, doing your continuing education credit. It's a place also to read up on uh, the latest trends in the industry, stay on top of all the news articles. It's actually supported by Some really, really great businesses that support our industry. They're offering discounts and benefits, actually, for your membership. And then the the OSINT catalog. We've got a huge OSINT catalog that you can make your own private library. You essentially pick and choose what you want to be in your library, um, however you do your research. Check it out today. It's uh, www.investigators-toolbox.com. Listeners of the show, if you use the code PIP, two zero one eight three six you'll save an extra twenty percent investigators hyphen toolbox.com go check it out today
1: pi perspectives
0: are you using a case management system the answer is no you should really rethink that process right so as you guys know crosstracks has been an amazing sponsor of the show they've just been uh, really supportive as you guys also know I didn't used to have a case management system. I was the the investigator that was fighting them tooth and nail. I finally decided to give it a whirl. What a great decision, right? During the COVID shutdown, I was able to actually roll my whole business into it and get completely up and running. And um, my clients love it. I mean, just today I got a, a phone call from a client of mine who just couldn't believe how easy it was to access everything and uh, how invoices were there. He actually asked me to go back and upload all my prior cases and put it into CrossTracks. I've been doing business with that firm for, I don't know, about eight years, so uh, it's a lot of cases. Yeah, if you don't use a case management system, you should, right, you should check it out. Give CrossTracks a shot, contact Brad or one of the teammates over there and uh, they'll get you up and running with a trial and see if it's for you. If you have used CrossTracks and it's been a while and uh, you're not happy with the system that you're in, go check them out, they're doing a lot of really cool new things and uh, see if it's right for you. If you're unhappy with the system that you're in right now, Contact them. You know, the ability for them to roll your system into their system is very easy. Again, you guys know they've been sponsoring this program, and I can't say uh, enough good things about them, but uh, make your own decision, right? Give it a shot on your own and see if it's right for you.
1: Welcome to 2021. We made it. We hope you all had a great holiday, and we have some great shows lined up for you in the coming weeks. We want to welcome our new sponsor, Merlin Locate Services. Make sure you reach out to them for those hard to solve skip traces. We're also happy to welcome back the PI Institute for Education, a great resource for learning. Now today's guest is Seema Iyer. Matt and Seema go back, way back. They walked the halls of John Jay College of Criminal Justice back in the 90s. Seema went on to practice criminal law and most recently has transitioned into investigative journalism and is an anchor on Court TV. Let's kick off the year and drop in on these two as they catch up and give us valuable information. Please
0: welcome Seema Iyer and your host, Private Investigator Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to 2021. This is our first episode of PI Perspectives for the new year. And I'm very, very excited to welcome a dear old friend, Seema Iyer. Seema, how are you?
2: I am thrilled to see you, Matt. Matt. Thank you for having me. Happy New
0: Year. Yeah, happy new year. We go way, way, way back. Many skeletons in the closet.
2: It's 30 years now. Thirty years.
0: Old. Not quite. (laughs) You are just
2: as adorable as the first day I met you. And I'm so proud of all that you have accomplished during 2020, the worst year of all of our lives and a global pandemic. And just congratulations.
0: Well, this show is not about me, but thank you very much. <laughs> Today we're here to talk about you. It's not quite 30 years. I'm not going to cop to that, but somewhere in between that and 20, <laughs> we'll, we'll just say. So you and I met at John Jay College of Criminal Justice, and neither one of us became law enforcement. You actually became an attorney, and I took a different different round. So. Do
2: you remember that our best friend, Gabe, used to call it John Jay's School of the Blind? <laughs> It john jay college of the criminally insane yeah stuff like that both of us definitely were uh, but i will say this i think john jay is so underrated with how well it prepared me
0: yeah.
2: for a career in law
0: you should see it now it's really amazing now. actually i've taught there now i've gone back and taught it's amazing
2: Oh, wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Every
0: now and then I'll get a call to do like a guest spot. <laughs> like, you know, which is crazy because I never thought I would be, you know, here's this kid who graduated, couldn't even get a job in law enforcement. Now I'm going back and I'm teaching uh, people how to do stuff. So um, really, really, really cool. Uh, so you ended up going the lawyer route, right? You became an attorney and you worked for the Bronx DA's office, I think, right? So tell me a little bit about That's that.
2: That's right. That's right. So my first job was as a prosecutor in the Bronx. The greatest job I have had in my life, probably hands down. It was just an incredible experience. So yes, I I wasn't sure I did want to go into law enforcement like you. I wanted to do federal law enforcement. That wasn't happening. I was thinking about journalism back then. And I had a professor who said, I really think you should go to law school. And that's what propelled me to go to law school. And the only job I wanted was to be a prosecutor. And I wanted specifically to work in the Bronx because the Bronx is one of the most diverse communities in our country. It's 80% uh, in the Boogie Down is 80% uh, ethnic population, I guess you could say. Uh, And it had a high crime rate back then. And if you wanna be a prosecutor and crime is your business, it's the best place to go. So it was, uh, it, it was an incredible experience. And yep. then I moved on to defense at some point after that.
0: Right. Right. So I think you and I reconnected at that point when you started your own law practice doing uh, criminal defense. And uh, uh, even at one point we were talking about doing work together and I'm like, not really my gig, but I mean, got something, I'll take it. And it was all like I had to be impaneled, and uh, honestly, I just that's never, right. I never did it. That's
2: that's right. Yeah. So when I became a defense attorney, and I was a defense attorney primarily for it was about sixteen years, uh, in New York City, that is when I really learned the value of investigative work. You know sure. how much I valued my investigators, how many uh, cases I I did with them. I mean, it they, they just. It's so different, I think, being a defense attorney because you work as a team and you rely on your investigators.
3: Sure. And, uh,
2: and some of the I, I would say some of the funniest moments of my life have been with investigators yeah. like Thanksgiving morning. And one of my investigators, he, uh, his name is Miles, and he I think he's like seven feet tall. And I was trying to find a witness and he literally lifted me to her window so i could knock on the window and then she came out and called the cops up it was the, it <laughs> First, was the best thanksgiving of my life
0: this is creepy lady <laughs> knocking on my window
2: so creepy and you know i'm talking like creepy creeperson because i probably have like a ski cap no makeup sunglasses right. uh an adidas tracksuit
0: i wish somebody took photos <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah
2: exactly so investigators are just uh, priceless
0: so when, when you were doing let's touch on that a little bit so when you were doing the the criminal defense i mean what would you say would be the areas where maybe the criminal investigators fell short at times um or they weren't getting you what you needed
2: that's a great question a lot of times I felt that there wasn't enough follow-up. And also, okay, so the problem is, number one, if you're on the panel, if you're on a court-appointed panel as an investigator, you are not making that much money.
3: On a budget, and, right.
2: Right. So and it's not the investigator's fault. It's just that to sustain a living, the investigator has to have hundreds of cases. If you have 100 cases, that probably involves... A dozen lawyers maybe more maybe 20 lawyers so right. think about it matt you can't I, you know i don't blame the investigator because you just can't sustain that type of schedule and that type of juggling so that is where i felt uh a lot of times i had to do my own investigations yeah and the yep. problem is you get in trouble right because it, especially female going to crime scenes doing things alone knocking target. on windows
0: hey come out you know i just want to talk to you i'm going to it's cool. No, <laughs> See,
2: i'm doing the phone calls right that type of that type of activity is, is is okay but as a lawyer if you get yourself in a situation where you could get hurt then other people get involved so sure. that's that was the problem with the investigation. but and i will say i always fought and i advise other lawyers to do the same always fight for more pay for your investigator you sure. can prepare an affidavit and ask the court uh, under these certain circumstances, exceptional circumstances, that my investigator deserves to make more money because yes. he or she, you know, lifted me in someone's window on Thanksgiving morning instead of being <laughs> with our family, making a friggin' turkey.
0: So I, why wasn't that guy- curse
2: on this podcast? No, please don't do that.
0: Okay, well. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can do whatever you want, but uh, <laughs> you know, kids sometimes listen to this stuff. Um, <clears throat> so... I want to like your
3: kids,
2: one of your six kids listens. Go ahead.
0: Exactly. Right. I'm Amish today. Uh, so like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand why this guy wasn't playing basketball. If he's seven feet tall.
2: He did. He retired. He, he, he played, I think something. And then he was like a bouncer or something, but yeah, he did. He, he did. He was an axe.
0: Fantastic. After. Living the stereotype. It's beautiful. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's interesting. So I I've actually, I mean, I, I don't want to say I've never done criminal work cause I have done a little bit. So I, I have a few of my clients that actually do uh, pro bono stuff. Um, and uh, I had the opportunity to get involved with a fraud case, and it was very interesting—the whole dynamics of like how I got paid, and I had to put a proposal forth, and how many hours, and that whole back and forth. So I can appreciate actually what you're saying because, um, you know, there was that whole—you know—the judge has to sign off on how much you're getting paid. And then I have to balance like, okay, here's my budget, what's the most important thing I need to get done here, <laughs> because I know I'm limited with uh, with budget. And uh, there was a point I think we had to go back and ask for more and, and thankfully they gave more. Uh, and uh, the, the funny part about this case is and I, I was killing it. I was getting all this stuff done. And then all of a sudden they just took a plea and I'm like, done. I'm like, no, but it is the
2: worst. That's the worst.
0: Do that. Like, like
2: I'm close. that is the <laughs> worst, especially, you know, and I can say, and I have done some civil work as well, but as a criminal defense attorney, when you're really with your investigator building up a case, yeah. you're more and more excited to uh, hold the prosecution, hold their feet to the fire yeah. and go to trial. And yeah. if you don't get to go to trial, it's, it's it's tough.
0: This was a very interesting case because the, um, the lady who was charged, she got herself involved in one of these um, um, no-fault schemes where it was like one of these mills with the doctors that they were, you know, false oh, yeah. billing Medicaid or, me- or Medicare and, and no-fault and all that. And right. she literally was just a lady who had a car accident who got offered a thousand bucks to go treat at a particular facility, not knowing that it's illegal to do that yeah yeah and you know is saying like i'm struggling right now to pay my rent here's somebody you know offering me a g to go to this facility why would i not take it and she did and she got herself involved in this ring so when they took down everybody they took her down too and uh you know she was facing jail time for it yeah
2: no i've seen a lot of those cases those rings and it is really sad how people prey upon the uneducated yeah. and the uh you know the
0: struggling financially struggling what what saved her actually was the fact that uh, from doing more time and anyway, what saved her from doing more time was the fact that she actually had a legitimate injury So she was injured in this car accident. So like Derek would say like, yeah, yeah. You know, like she needed to treat somewhere. Just the fact that these people offered her money, you know, uh, was crazy. So she ended up taking a plea on that. So I was like, you know, darn it. I like, I really, I tracked down employees and, you know, like we were really making some, some headway on this stuff and uh, yep, just a plea and uh, that's that. And then we keep it moving. So. Yeah, uh, very, uh, very interesting. That was, uh, you know, every other time I get the call for criminal investigative work. I'm like, uh, it's not really my specialty, but I know it's so
2: of- fun, though.
0: Yeah, it really
2: oh. is so fun. And, and yeah. investigations were absolutely the most fun I would have as a criminal defense attorney. Right. I just loved it. Like I loved going to the scenes and finding witnesses and you know, going at crazy hours on the weekends, being right. with my investigators. It's, it's just the best.
0: So how many, how many investigators would you be working with it at, uh, at one time?
2: It's usually one or two. So the agencies that I worked with, they would either it can usually just send me with one person, sometimes two. Right. But uh, but I think it's also important to develop relationships with your investigators. And like you have to get along with them.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, and I think sense of humor is important. Sure. Sense of humor is really important. Do you have Do you have time for a funny story? Yeah,
3: go
0: ahead.
2: Okay. So this is the this is the best. Okay. So and and people can Google
0: this. It better be funny. I, I mean, you're building. This is up. good.
2: Okay. This <laughs> is good. So people can Google this. I represented a guy uh and this must have been like 2012 2013 maybe uh he was accused and he took a plea uh stabbed his ex-girlfriend i think 80 something times only 80 had had sex with the dead body
3: Ew. 87
2: times. I don't even know Yeah, I mean, there's so much. But anyway, so whatever. So he did that. And then after he kind of told me, confessed, he said he wanted to go to trial. So I put together what I called, it was, they called it, the New York Post called it the witch doctor defense or voodoo. I think something in the New York Post says it. So right. uh, your listeners can Google. And uh, I, basically, I was trying to say that his religion, his, his, his specific sect of Islam, Propelled him to do this, right. so he told me to go talk to his imam. So I go talk to his imam, and I go with my investigator. So my investigator and I are together, we go talk to the imam. The seven and- foot guy
0: or, or somebody else? No,
2: this is another one. This is like <laughs> this is like shorter white guy. So we go, we go talk to the imam in this Bronx apartment, yeah. and we're in the apartment and we're talking to imam, and he's like, okay, we'll because i want him to testify that this is part of the religion did you take the shoes
0: off when you went into his house
2: no i don't think it is too i know right but there was like no bed there was like this this weird (laughs) mat on the floor or whatever a prayer room so no i can't say it's weird because i'm a hindu so i get it so okay we go in and oh you're gonna like this so we go in and they say okay we'll have him testify he can come to court but you, ha- we have to do a sacrifice first.
3: <laughs>
2: and I was like, what, Like what, what, what do you mean sacrifice? Bring they,
3: me go the come, they, go,
2: they go, come with me, Uh-oh. Matt, you're not going to believe it. We go into another room. I'm sitting here with my investigators. His name is Michael. We go into the room. So I'm like looking this way, right? All of a sudden I look up, there is a man. He must've been standing on a stool with a bed sheet, like as if like a skirt. And the lights were off and he's like, I have to, I'm not lying, by the way, this actually happened. <laughs> because I have to kill, I have to sacrifice a goat and to sacrifice the goat, you have to pay me $2,500. <laughs> so Michael and I, and he's my investigator, like we're not, I mean, we're, I love him, but we're not like affectionate. We start holding hands and we're like, this is it like this is it we are going to die because yeah. this guy's talking about killing a goat he's all the way above us we're, we're, and the, there's no flights the door is shut we have nowhere to get out and all, we said yeah sure we're gonna get the money we're gonna go get the money we, we agreed to everything yeah. and and we ran out of there yeah. like it was the craziest thing that i've ever experienced in the world and we were scared we were really scared
0: i would have went back with two grand <laughs> just for the story <laughs> take it or leave it, buddy. <laughs>
2: to negotiate the killing of the goat yes it was insane it was one of the best i mean i have so many i i just i had so much fun with my
0: investigators well the goat thanks you for not paying that money uh all right well this is a good spot to take a break (laughs) so we're gonna jump out and we're gonna check in with our sponsors uh and when we come back we're gonna talk about what you did after uh, law because you you had this whole had have this whole career after practicing law and i want to touch on that i want to touch on what you're doing now cuz i'm i'm really excited for you cuz i think there's uh, there's some good stuff coming down the pipe for you so everybody sit tight we will be right back pi perspectives
1: are you overwhelmed with your current case law? could you use some help with your skip trace assignments With Merlin Locate Services, rather than adding staff, you can add an entire skip trace department of licensed private investigators who specialize in skip tracing. Check out MerlinLocate.com today. When you work with Merlin Locate Services, you bring on a valuable experience and trusted extension to your team. What do you do when you get calls for bug sweeps? Did you know USABugSweeps.com, the number one TSCM provider in the country, pays you a 20% commission for converted sales leads? Stop turning money away. USABugSweeps.com uses top-rated technology and they cover all of the United States. So save time and make money today. Contact USABugSweeps.com and mention PIP20. Do you work with an insurance agency that takes the time to give you the personal attention you deserve? Well, contact Michelle Knoll and her team to get the best customer service and attention available. You never need insurance until you really need insurance. So keep yourself and your business protected. Contact Michelle at mnol at amoscorp.com. PI Perspectives. Want full data access without a site inspection? IRB Search gives you full Social Security numbers, dates of birth, up-to-date contact info, and so much more without the inconvenience or cost of an inspection. As an added bonus, you can access IRB data on any device in any location. You'll always have the best data anytime, anywhere. Visit IRBSearch.com and use exclusive promo code PIPOD2021. For a free trial and 100 credits. Offer available for new and returning customers. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the toolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Hey, did you hear about the latest issue of PI Magazine? Our friend, Andrea Roscoe, has been named PI Magazine's Investigator of the Year. Congrats, Andrea. It's well-deserved indeed. This issue is available today. Quick announcement. Save the date for February 19th, 2021. Nally will announce its next virtual seminar in a few weeks. You're going to love the lineup of speakers.
0: And there's your PI Perspectives PSA. Back to Matt and Seema. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. Uh, This is Matt Sperry, your host, and we are here with my uh, good friend Seema Iyer. Seema, welcome back to the program.
3: You're so cute. I can't
2: even get over how cute you are. (laughs) I feel like, you know, it's just just thinking about our lives and just still knowing you is really, really nice.
0: Nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. It's,
2: ve- it's very nostalgic. And I'm just, uh, I'm so excited to be here. This is really fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great catching up. I'm glad we were able to reconnect. And uh, so uh, where, where we left off a, a goat had been spared <laughs> and uh, lived another day. I, something tells me the goat probably didn't make it to the next day after that, but that's not on you. It's on somebody else. <laughs> uh, so, um let's uh, let, let's move into um your, your next gig there so you actually yeah. um i mean you're still a, an attorney but yes. you, you parlayed that into media uh yes. the opportunity to, to to get involved with media and really that's i asked you to come on today because you're an investigative journalist right and that's really what you're doing now yeah. It was really interesting for somebody to be involved in investigations dealing with investigators and now essentially becoming an investigator news, news-wise and, sure. and what, you know, what that looks like. And, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about it. So tell me a little bit how you, uh, transitioned from, uh, being an actual attorney to now being a, a journalist. How, how that happened?
2: Well, I will say that, you know, not the, the goat case specifically, but <laughs> generally, uh, and it happens to a lot of people, Matt, uh, criminal defense really burns you out. It really just hurts your soul. It's very difficult yeah. uh, to be in that environment and have to advocate falsehoods to juries, to judges. It, it's It's a really hard life. Right. And I also thought that there was just part of me that was so drawn to the news. As you know, I had appeared as a, a talking head. You know, I've been a a legal analyst and a lot of uh, news outlets.
3: You've been on TV. uh,
2: Yes. And I've been very, very lucky and it's been wonderful. But when I, you know, in 2017 and in 2017, I was, I was uh, anchoring more and anchoring is, is, you know, you're at, you're being legal analyst slash reading the prompter. And it was really an epiphany where I just said, I want to learn the news. I want to actually learn the foundation. You know, it was like practicing law without going to law school. That's the best example I can give to people. Okay. So I was very lucky. Things moved. I had enough, uh, you know, to put a reel together. My agent, uh, she is, she's an animal. You would love her. She's just an animal. And she's one of my dearest friends. And so she believed in me. She got me a job and I went to Columbus, Ohio as an anchor slash general assignment reporter. Okay. And this was also really interesting because I still didn't make the connection that I would want to do investigative journalism. But when I was in local news, I, I frankly, I was I was just bored. I, I just had this feeling, you know, I need to develop stories because when you're a general assignment reporter, a lot of people don't know this. You have let's say you come in the morning at 8 a.m. You have to find a story, put thing, put things together so you can report it on the four or five PM news. It's it's called a daytime. Right. I wanted the more like long investigative building relationships type of situation. So on my time off, on the weekends, mornings, nights, I was just, you know, meeting people, developing contacts. It really helped that I was a lawyer. I cannot stress that enough. There are so many people that immediately trusted me because I was a lawyer. I was
3: really... (laughs) (laughs) goats, man. (laughs) I
2: know, right? Stay away from her. (laughs) But I was... And and yeah, you're right. Because people always think like, liar, liar. Especially (laughs) Sema Iyer, liar, liar. No, it was just the opposite. I was getting so much, making so many connections. So I... And I, I just can't say how great WFYX... Right. channel six in Columbus, Ohio, my bosses, I was working on something. I took it to one of my bosses and I talked to him about it. And then I get an email. Uh, we want to see you in our office tomorrow morning at 9. a.m." And I was like, Oh my God, I'm totally getting fired. Like, I don't <laughs> know what ha- I was. I was only there for less than two months. I right. just, I assumed that I did something wrong. Right. They came in, they shut the door. You know, if they're shutting the door, this is not going to go well, right? Yeah. They shut the door, and then they say, "You know, we made a really big mistake."
3: And I'm like, oh, "Brother, <laughs> where
2: am I going to go now?" Yeah. So they said, "You know, we were idiots. You're a lawyer. You're a natural investigator. You should be on the investigative team." And right. it was like that. They promoted me, oh. uh, and and it was just, it was incredible, but. It's scary, which is why I'm really excited to sign up for your website, by the way. Yeah. Um, what, what's the website?
0: Oh, Investigators Toolbox. Look at you getting me the plug. Thank
2: you. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, the, I'm totally serious, folks. I'm <laughs> totally serious about this because when I when I was, you know, I I use I so much of my legal background yeah. to be an investigative journalist, to make connections, and I knew some databases like Lexis and, you know, FOIA and stuff like that, but I don't have everything, and I need that. because. Yeah i'm still an investigative journalist and hopefully by the time the podcast uh, comes out i can announce my next job there are very big things
0: for you coming Yep, yep.
2: yeah but the point is you know there's there's a there's a lot of that but it was such a natural fit matt i love it so much it is really like being a lawyer a, a writer yeah and an investigator. It, it's just—it's so much fun. I love the running around. I love the the people. I love the documents. See, people don't like investigative journalism because they hate looking at documents. I love documents.
0: Yeah, of course. You read depositions. Of course. <laughs>
2: I I love it. So that's what happened in Columbus. They were great to me. I loved it. Uh, it was it was it was it was just it was incredible. Uh, I did a lot of Catholic Church, like ex. Exposition of Catholic
3: church yeah. abuse.
2: Oh, there's I a lot. I
0: don't know. Yeah. That's that with, election in, in fraud. Europe. Yeah. Especially in New yes. York right now. They're one yeah, of the I states did. that have, uh, have these uh, prior uh, sex assaults. Uh, you know, the statue is, is lifted now. It's stayed. So uh, I think it's for another year now. So I've, I've got tons of these cases I've worked on. You want to talk about investigations and trying to find like the vice president for, or vice principal from 1968 at, at a high school in Brooklyn? You know, that's the kind of stuff that I've been doing. Well, no, pretty, that's
2: exactly yeah. it. I, so I, I got led to a case through a lawyer that I became friendly with in Ohio, and he led me to one of his clients who had been abused by a nun, so this is very different, 40 years prior, he was living in Wisconsin, he drove from Wisconsin to Columbus to go on camera, he's never gone on camera. I, I, you know, this is an older man, he had a lot of health problems because of the abuse because of some family problems, and uh, and and this is the power of local news, Matt. Because even to this day, he says that before he spoke to me on camera, he was thinking about suicide all the time.
3: Nice. He was
2: really, 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 and just freeing himself uh, has changed his life.
0: Well,
2: that's yeah. like, This is why I want to do this. Yes, I, that's why you you do this
0: yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny because you know, hearing you say all this stuff. And talking about you know being a lawyer and all that, so you know I've talked about my story about how I had the opportunity to become a lawyer and decided not to. I wanted to, to do investigations instead. I literally walked away from from admission to a to a law school, and that freak out moment. And because you're I, so smart. That's why. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. I know <laughs> uh, you would have
2: been a so, great lawyer, but you're really smart. You did. You were in thematic studies, right? I
0: was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a John Jay insider. So go and, ahead. I went to John Jay back in the Inside night.
2: Inside baseball.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you know, just that that freak out and saying, you know, I want to help people. I want to solve problems. I want to understand why something happened. That to me was more interesting than motion practice, you know, because I, I had started doing motion practice and I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to read through hundreds and hundreds of pages of deposition to find that thing. Like, you know, that's something you you may like doing it. I didn't like doing that. I wanted to get out on the streets and figure out why something happened. That was my thing. And I think that's what investigators have that natural knack for, for doing it. either you have it or you don't. Um yeah, no, doing-
2: no, no. you're you're absolutely right. What I mean and I completely agree with you and I did feel that way as a criminal defense attorney, I felt like listen, I'm not helping anyone. I felt more that I was helping people as a prosecutor, but I did not feel that way as a criminal defense attorney. But my point is not, you know, when I say emotions, I'm saying, you know, when you're looking through documents as in records as in what would it's financial records whether it's correspondence you don't know where you're going to find the smoking gun yeah, yeah. that's why that's why i love you gotta follow
0: that. the thread right you see the thread you yeah. pull on it and you get to the next thread and right. just keep going yeah. yeah it's yeah it's fun that's, and
2: I, that. I think i think whether it comes to law yeah. journalism you cannot leave a stone unturned you cannot leave a page unread
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to double back real quickly on something because it just occurred to me. So we were talking about the investigators toolbox, which is my kind of thing that I'm doing. So it is open to more than just private investigators. It's open to people in the investigative profession. So if you, if you're tied in and you do investigative work, like maybe investigative journalism, that is a qualification to to actually be a part of that site. Um, so it, it, you've heard the ads for this stuff uh, on the, uh, you know, on the show and all that. So I'm not going to do a big time plug for it, but just to get that out there, that it is available for uh, folks that are, you don't have to be a licensed private investigator. You just have to be an investigative professional uh, to be a part of that. So
2: I think it's really going to help me. I really I think it's going to help me a lot because I need to go beyond my legal training, yeah. And I need to be trained more in investigative tools. Yeah. Totally serious. I'm not just, you know, because you're my friend. But
0: well, especially when I you start um, you're working on cases that are all around the country, because yeah. the network that's in, in there uh, of, of you know, having access to a network of investigators, you know, whether it be through Toolbox or one of the other sites, um, you know, uh, one of the national associations like NCISS or NALI or something like that. Uh, where you have the um, access to finding boots on the ground if you need them, if you need records pulled, if you need somebody interviewed and you can't get there, you know, it's very easy to tap in a, a, a work, uh, to work with vetted investigators. You're not just going to yell, yeah. hey, uh, your website looks good. I'm, I'm going to call you. No, you're you're going, you're hiring somebody who's got some teeth behind them and, and what they're doing. So um, it's really, uh, really cool stuff. So um, it, it's exciting to see you transition to, to do this stuff again. Uh, I have, uh, you know, watched your career from the sidelines uh which, which has been pretty cool to see uh see all this different stuff happen um so uh yeah and you, you let's let's talk about your book too you got a book coming out so um, well, we can, no, don't plug. worry about
2: that because it, No, it, give it me a plug oh talk yeah. It's very, that thank you it's very it's completely unrelated to, it's totally fun it, it's completely unrelated to the law but uh but i will say the the pandemic uh you know everybody's going through something Right. right. Everybody's going through something right now, and even when this podcast debuts, uh, this episode debuts, uh, we are still in the middle of yeah. the worst part, and and that's why I, I think you know for me to see you flourish during that, and thank God your family's safe. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's it's just yeah, it's incredible. So. I had just started writing, and I just think it's important for everybody. I mean, this is the point, Matt, right? Like, why did I change careers? Uh, I'm, it's, it's not for money. Yeah. <laughs> investigative <laughs> journalists don't make as much money as lawyers. But it's because you have to do what you love. Sure. You have to do what you love to do. I know you do. Yeah. I know you're very ambitious. And I think it's the same way, is that, you know, that's how I feel about investigative journalism. Sure. And that's why I'm willing to move wherever and do whatever it takes. But uh, something else I love to do is write. And uh, I think, which is also really important for a lawyer, for a journalist. A- and an and investigator. Investigators, yes. <laughs> yeah. Investigators. Here's Let's mention this because yeah. we were saying, what are some issues with investigators? If you are my investigator and you write a report, that report with or without you could potentially go in front of a jury. Yeah. And if there is a mistake in that report, that's a big problem.
0: So here's one of the other things that I've noticed too: um, that that report needs to be concise, right? If you're putting a report in front of a juror and it's 12 pages, they ain't reading 12 pages. You know, they, but, they're not but, getting through it. No, they're not. No, you right?
2: Know? No, 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 no. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. But what I'm saying is, it's also the lawyer's job. Like, let's say you, let's say you write a 12 page report, and I have you on the stand, I will put that. The entire reporting to evidence, right? right? But it is my job to only question you on the best parts of to my case, number right. one. So we have that, you know, during the d- direct and cross-examination, just kind of focus on the best parts. And then during my closing argument, again, hopefully with the, you know, with the aid of some demonstrative tool, because I, I do, I'm very, very passionate in, in that, Juries respond to visual aids.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, yep.
2: Right. So, what I would do, and I know people say it's old school PowerPoint. Well, it still works. Yep. um You know, it still works. And and so, what I would do is, I would have a PowerPoint or something up there that said, you know, uh investigators fair, and you know, do the bullet points of what you what you testified to. <laughs>
3: it's
2: a uh-huh. laughing. No, oh, I'm could just thinking about you know me what... and you in court
0: this is the thing you're saying all this stuff and you know what i'm thinking in my head i'm just chuckling because i'm thinking of bruno maglia's shoes and i'm thinking about gloves and the visualization of seeing these stupid pairs of shoes and the stupid glove oh wait a <laughs> oh, wait,
2: wait. wait we have to tell them oh my god we were together <laughs> we were together the night of the bronco chase do yeah
0: you yeah, this? yeah i think we yeah we were all hanging out yep we
2: yeah. were at somebody's yeah. house it wasn't Gabe's, yeah. it wasn't yours yeah. um i think your jewish parents never let us over because we were <laughs> like animals like you were like the it's nice the jewish family and everybody else was like an animal that's so, so we untrue. were never at your house but we were together i remember we were all in front of somebody's tv <laughs> yeah. and the basketball game was on and then they, everyone you know they were like pissed because i think it was like the. Playoffs or something.
0: No, then, you know what you know what it was? It was it was the Rangers. It was hockey. The Rangers were in the finals. Okay. Game six uh of, of hockey. Um although basketball was going on at the same time. No, basketball at the same day. time, right? So no, we may have been
2: watching yeah. hockey. Sure. Right. We may have been watching hockey. But then um Gabe, my boyfriend at the time, um <laughs> he called us over. He's like, Oh my god, like look at OJ in the Bronco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where we were together. Isn't that yeah.
0: crazy? It's been a long time. Yeah. So that's that's at least ninety four. I'm not going back longer than that. That was
2: before we lost.
0: Yeah, that was a long time. We got got, tons of stories. Yeah,
2: but but okay. So to my original point is that um, you know it's it's the lawyer's job to extricate the most important parts of any document and explain that to a judge or Mm -hmm. a jury. That's the, that's the job. So I think writing reports is very important. Correct. Yeah. And I also think this is the problem, Matt. When you have investigators who, there's no nice way to say this, who aren't as educated or skilled. Right. That was is that.
0: A- well, no. So I think that's a good point here, right? So if you're not making the effort to make yourself better at what you're doing, if you're not watching webinars, if you're not Doing continuing education. Some states require yeah. you to do uh, continuing education for your investigator's license. Some states don't, like New York doesn't, right? And if you're not making the effort to get better at what you're doing, um, then you're you're gonna you're gonna have these problems, right? You know, where you're not uh, you're not gonna be able to, to articulate yourself. You're not gonna be able to solve potentially solve that particular problem. Um, that's a fair point. I mean, we we as professionals should always. You're continuing to try and make us ourselves better at what we do always. Uh, there's no excuse for it. Right. So that's, that's a, a valid point.
2: Yeah. I, and I think, I think writing is a, uh, is a skill that's often neglected Yeah, because yeah. investigators think, okay, we just go to the scene and we could do this and pull documents and this and that, but they're not putting the value in memorializing their actions yeah. because it could really screw up a case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, when I got into college, my two weakest subjects were math and writing <laughs> so it's kind of funny that i ended up you know owning my own business where i write reports every day and you know that is fine when a business is your business numbers are really really important <laughs> you know like accounting is really important so I'm good at numbers now. And yeah, yeah. I'm actually a columnist for PI magazine. So I write on a regular. Oh, day.
2: wow. That's great.
0: Yeah. I've been published uh, in a, in a college cool. textbook. Like I've done real writing, which is nuts. Uh, that for, is amazing. I had to take English 100 when he got into college. So,
2: But then it was, I mean, I, okay. In all seriousness, whatever program we were in, thematic studies, yeah. whatever it was, it wasn't accelerated. It was an advanced Thanks, yeah, which, which was
0: kind of, kind of bizarre. So I'll I'll break down the fourth wall for people. So thematic studies yeah. is pretty much a program that John Jay college started with the idea that you don't take tests, that your whole grades are based upon just reports that you write. And a hundred percent of your grades is is on writing papers. Right. So here's a guy who they let into the program, but they're like, Oh yeah. And by the way, you got to take English 100, which to me is like a, a, an oxymoron. Right. I didn't say yeah. like, a terrible test taker. Right. So, I didn't do good um, in the entrance uh, exams in English. So they're like, you got to take remedial, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Like going through and, and, and having to do that. And then being in this um, uh, program, which by the way, you know, I had professors going, Oh, you went to school in New Jersey. They got really good schools there. So we're going to grade your papers differently than, than the folks that went to the schools." Yeah. So I, I had that. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. But, but do you think, do you think John Jay now, okay i know you know policing law enforcement is one issue but in terms of preparing students to go to law school do you think they're doing a better job now
0: um well i mean i'm not in this the actual classes but i, I But just think,
2: from what you observe as someone who's I, 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 there, as
0: an outsider i absolutely 100 percent. i think the what's good. interesting is i think the value of our degree that we got in 1990 whatever right uh the value of it has only gone up because the prestige of the school oh really okay yeah yeah so You know, to me, it's like, yeah, we used to, you know, John Jay High School, John Jay College of Criminals, you name it, whatever, you know, but it was, It was you know, we played a couple of games of spades. It was it was all right. You know, Uh,
2: I mean, mean, we had the best time of our lives. We had a really good time and it is a testament to what they do for the students to see the two of us here, uh, arguably almost 30 years later as still friends. I'm
0: not copping to that, but yeah.
2: Okay. I think I...
0: (laughs) Fuzzy math. I think okay.
2: I'm right, but, all, um, but 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 I but I'm saying you know it's it's a really special place. I yeah. think John Jay is a really special place. I think this the faculty is underrated. Yeah. I I just I love John Jay and I loved my professors yeah. and I felt I uh, grew so much as yeah. as a person. We're
0: gonna we're um, gonna have another uh, professor on actually in a couple of weeks. I've been talking uh, with her and that's that's a surprise. So I'm not gonna let the cat out. of
2: that. Oh yay! That's great.
0: So we, and we've had uh, John Jay professors on the show already. Uh, Chelsea Benz, uh, Dr. Benz is amazing. I love her. She's a good friend of mine and smart as a whip. And uh, she's written yet another book, actually, she just put out, uh, uh, her, her whole thing is fraud. Um, and uh, she's a CFE. She was the president of the Wow the, uh, New York ACFE and uh, just a good friend. So uh, I have strong ties to John Jay, you know, obviously graduating from there and then going back and, and teaching there. And um, I, I think it's necessary. And I, I do think what they're doing over there is, is pretty awesome. And, you know, they got a sports program now, too, which they didn't really have. When we were there, so. Sports. Like, like, I think they just had a basketball team. So not like so. No, soccer, wait. A minute, I was on
2: the team. dance team. They did have the sports back then.
0: Okay, all right.
2: <laughs> I, I performed I remember, yes, in the gym. No, yes. did, were you, you, were you a game there when I performed?
0: Probably, probably, yeah. It's, it's all fuzzy, you know. My like,
2: mother came. It's Thirty years came. ago, apparently.
0: So. <laughs> my,
2: my mother came. My sister came, and I performed part of the John J. Wait, was it the John Jay dance team? Yeah, yeah. We had outfits and everything.
0: Nice, nice. So we're, we're going to end real quickly. Uh, but before we do that. Uh, Wait, this is over? Yeah, it's over. i oh. it here. Nobody wants to hear about our, co- our college exploits. Um,
2: oh, first of all, yes, they do. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? Yes, they do. All they right. totally do. So oh, I'm going to throw, okay. you, we'll I'm gonna throw
0: you under the bus here, and we're going to talk about your dancing career. So tell me yeah. your sped gig here. Um, Thank you. Um, what you do? Um, no, that's really that, sweet. That that's really sweet. actually very cool. What you do? So tell. You're, tell you're,
2: me that. That's really really sweet of you, Matt, uh, because uh, it's it's the most it's perhaps the most important. My first career I started when I was four years old. So I'm also uh, an Indian classical dancer and a lot of people have heard of Bollywood. So when, which you'll also think is very funny. So when I started on criminal defense work, uh, I didn't really have much savings. And you know, in the beginning of criminal defense work, you're only getting a few cases. Right. So I only had enough work to sustain me for three or four days a week. And I was in Manhattan and I said, how can I make money with no overhead? The only thing I'm qualified to do is to legally dance <laughs> legally. <laughs> Each dance. I was hash. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I um, I found this uh, multicultural dance school, it's still there, Lotus in New York City, please look it up, uh, and I called them, and this was, okay, this is how long ago, I go in with VCR tapes right. to show them some performances, and the, the director and I, so I'm trained in Indian classical, and like ballet, there's de- different forms. So the form that they were teaching was very different. So she said, you know, we, we have someone to do classical. Mm-hmm. What else do you have? So I showed her this tape and it was a um, from a movie song, a, which, was, which was the Bollywood name was just coming out then. Mm-hmm. So in New York, as far as I know, Lotus and I created the first ever Bollywood dance class in the United States. Nice. So that's how I, and that's really what, taught me to be a choreographer as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I told you, I'll tell you, it's uh, when I hang up with you later on today, we're filming a um, a music type of video for our families and it'll be on YouTube. But, uh, but dance is an enormously important part of my life. It is what connects me to my culture. Uh, Indian classical dance is connected to Hindu, Hinduism, mythology, Sure. Uh, it is. It is absolutely my heart and my soul, and uh, as much of a priority as journalism and law is to me. So thanks for yeah. asking. And, and yeah. if anybody, the, you know, by the way, yeah, the only thing, the only thing I have to plug is I'm on Twitter. Yeah. Um, follow me, and you know, at sema I R E S Q.
0: Right. We'll put that. We'll put it in the show notes. So, yeah, so before we close on that, uh, it's just a good point, right? So me, like you got to have hobbies, right? I do music and, and stuff like that. So it's like really important to have your professional life, but have that work-life balance. And it's cool that you, you do this thing in this, you know, artistic expression and you're able to, to kind of step away from, you know, the doom and gloom. I can only imagine like the depression of being a criminal uh, defense attorney and, and just, or working the DA's office and seeing the horrors <laughs> that you're seeing and, and not having an outlet to, um, you know, express yourself and just you know step away from that life for a little bit. It's really important to have that balance. That's, that's oh,
2: cool. it, it is. And I, listen, I am grateful that, my mother instilled this in me. I, I mean, I really did start dancing when I was like three. Sure. So uh, and we've traveled the world and we've performed and it's been my life. And and the one thing that's so interesting Matt, maybe you experience this with music is that when you're doing your artistic endeavor, you're totally focused. Yeah. Like, I don't think I, I mean, I could I could be dancing in front of a dead body and I wouldn't notice it right. like, I, you know, that law part, the journal, everything shuts off. I am immersed, I am focused in the art. And you're right, you have to have an outlet. You have to have something else.
0: Well, okay. So we're going to wrap up here. Seema, thank you so much. This was a great.
3: You.
0: Thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll have, uh, you know, Seema's um, contact information in the show notes. Thank and you everyone. Good luck on, on the new endeavor. I'm excited to see, uh, see you. Thank you. With that. And I'm sure this is not the last we're going to hear from you. So I
3: hope
0: not. Uh, Seema, Ira, everybody, thank you. Have a great week. Happy new year to everybody. Happy new year. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next show. Take care.
1: Wow. So these guys definitely had another hour easy in them so interesting to see how Seema became an investigative journalist. After working for Court TV as a lead anchor, we know she's on her way to some big things, and we congratulate her. Keep up the great work, Seema. We also want to thank Amos and USABugSweeps.com for sponsoring this show. Have you checked out InvestigatorStoolbox.com yet? Remember, it only takes 41 cents a day to unlock the future of investigations. So make an investment in your business and yourself today. The 25% legacy discount ends this week. Don't miss out on the $50 savings. Use code PIP201836 to save even more. Got a question or comment about the show? Email Matt at Matthews at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. We'll be back next Monday with a new show. Make sure you tune in. Subscribe, download, tell your friends, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify. Until next time, we wish you a very happy new year and stay safe out there.